praise the Lord. Amen. Beloved, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Somebody just welcome a brother and a sister to church. Praise God. It's always a blessing and an honor to serve the Lord with you. We want to celebrate everyone here this morning for your life and family and for that which you do for kingdom. Beloved, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, I want to bless God for each and every one. And together, our toil will never, ever be in vain. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you believe it, shout amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And before I bring the word for today, I'm bringing a series, My Toil Will Not Be In Vain. Amen. My toil will not be in vain. And church, I've come to encourage you this morning that whatsoever that you have done for kingdom, praise God. Whatsoever that you have done, Bible says, because you did it in my name, you did it for me. Amen. If you give somebody, a child, a cup of water for the sake of the name of Jesus, you have given the living water, Christ. He is the living water. You have given himself. Amen. Say, because you visited your brother in prison, you visited me. Because you clothed the naked, you clothed me. So sometimes it might appear that pastor is not acknowledging you. Pastor has not thanked you. Pastor and the leadership has not come to your house to say thank you. Love it. Man's accolade sometimes it's just for a season. And when man does that, they can also undo it. So beloved, before I even start my message today, I want to assure you that God cannot make mistake. God is not ungrateful. Amen. He will not forsake your labor of love. Neither will he ignore your commitment to kingdom. Every sacrifice will work for your good. Somebody you miss a good place to say amen. I said every sacrifice in the name of Yeshua, will work for your good in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout amen. Beloved, I am so fired up for this service. Amen. And I know God is reaching out to you wherever you are at. And this month, it is only the supernatural hand of God that you will see. Amen. Amen. 
I decree over your life in this month, you shall only see the supernatural hand of God. Beloved, the supernatural hand of God interfere and intervene with the natural hand of man. Where the natural hand of man cannot take you, I prophesy over your life, may the supernatural hand of the Elohim take you beyond where your natural hand cannot take you. In the mighty name of Jesus, what your natural hand cannot provide for you. I prophesy over your life. May the supernatural hand of God provide that which you cannot for yourself in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you believe it, shout, I receive it. Come on, Nebro. Somebody begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. To invoke and to activate the supernatural hand of God over your life this month. Kebra katayamande. Kemama nebros kamanderi yarakata. Kesh kateyama nebros kapapa yakata. Yemanderi yarabarabarabarakata. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be thy name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Come on, Nebros, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, beloved, if you bear Bibles with you let us get into the word of the Lord for today. Hallelujah. As we begin, my toil will not be in vain. I want you to speak to your neighbor. Your toil will not be in vain. Hallelujah. I want you to encourage the person next on your screen. Your toil will not be in vain. Beloved, Life can be of full of challenges. Hallelujah. And sometimes it appears life can bring you to a place and a point that you think, what is the point of life? Amen. The, the preacher man in Ecclesiastes makes us to understand that all of these things are vanity. Amen. That means that all the things that we struggle for, all the things that we, 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 we work hard for, beloved, at the end of the day, it does not matter. Praise God. What really matters is our soul. Hallelujah. And where our soul will spend eternity. What really matters in this life that we are racing, hallelujah, is our relationship with God. Amen. Man nekete yamanderi yarakapayakata. 
So the preacher man in the book of Ecclesiastes makes us to understand that as a matter of fact, the totality of human life is all vanity. Amen. It means that there is no substance. Hallelujah. A time will come that all the running around, that we are running around, we will not be able to do that anymore. And also in life, many a times, I'm driving on a motorway, praise God. Sometimes you see some drivers uh, in the third lane, which some many of us refer as the slower, slower lane, or uh, and sometimes in the inner lane, the faster lane, and the middle lane. You see all manner of drivers and all manner of behaviors on the motorway. Sometimes you start your journey way before, and before you know, some cars come, and we don't know how they started their journey, how long they've been on the road, but they come and zoom past you and they go. Hallelujah. And sometimes I see that they will go and I'll be my inner lane. I'll be in my third lane, which is the slow lane. And um, I, I'll be in there still doing my 60, doing my 65, going. Then in a process of time, I will go and pass those vehicles that came with top speed in the inner lane that passed me by. Praise God. And one classic one is also when there is a road blockage or there's an accident on the motorway. Whatever speed you are going, when you get into there, you just come to a halt. Praise God. You come to a standstill. Praise God. Where your speed is irrelevant. Amen that you've got to wait until whatever is ahead on the road is cleared before you can go. Beloved, you can be driving a Ferrari, you can be having, driving a, a Porsche, you can be driving a, a, Lam, a, a Lamborghini or Bugatti, or I mean, all those fastest cars. Praise God. You might be driving a sports car, but when there is that stop, when they have blocked that road, no matter how powerful your car is, you will go nowhere. Amen. Sometimes life is like that. You have all these visions, you have all these dreams, you have all this ambition, and it appears there is a blockage and that nothing is happening to your dreams, nothing is happening to your visions, and nothing is happening to your life. You begin to identify with the uh, preacher man in the book of Ecclesiastes that, in fact, why am I struggling? Why is all this happening? Life is, as a matter of fact, and and everything that is within it is vanity. And so I'll just sit and chisara sara, what will be, will be. Praise God. But this morning, I've come to encourage somebody that although life has its issues and challenges, it depends on whose side you are in this life. Amen. Man, Nebros, you miss a good place to shout. Amen. I said, although all the challenges that we may face in this life, it depends on whose side of this life you belong to. Hallelujah. We serve a God who is faithful in all of his doing. Hallelujah. We serve a God who will not neglect nor forsake your labor of love in the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe life might have brought you to a complete halt and you can't do the things you love to do. You can't do the things 
the dreams that you have, the vision that you have. It's like you are incapacitated to do that which you, you love to do. But this morning, I've come to encourage you, beloved, it is not in vain. Hallelujah. Uh, it is not in vain. Hallelujah. Maybe you think that you have given your life to Christ. In fact, in the Bible, in Malachi, it says it encourages, I mean, Malachi put it there. Hallelujah. What is it? What is it to serve God? When the unrighteous are prospering, when the wicked are driving the best cars, when the wicked are living in their posh houses, when the wicked are living in their best suburbs, what is it to follow Christ and to serve God? And yet we can't even afford to eat. We can't afford to make ends meet. We can't afford to buy the things that we desire. Beloved, you are not alone. Even Bible times, that the righteous put up a complaint. But we serve a God who is faithful. We serve a God who nothing is hid from him. He's able to bring fruit out of fruitless endeavors. He's able to bring success out of failure enterprises. And he's able to bring joy out of sorrow. Beloved, he says that for your ashes, I give you beauty. Beloved, this is the God we are preaching about. This is the God I'm encouraging you today that put your trust and hope in him. Maybe your life right now is like ashes. But can you see the beauty in that ashes? Can you see the joy in that sorrow? Can you see the joy from that weeping? For weeping may endure for a night. But joy, complete joy, joy full of glory and of Holy Ghost, that which comes from the Lord comes in the morning. Beloved, so long as the earth remains, day and night has never ceased. There is nobody who has commanded the night to be day and the day to be night. So if there is weeping in the night, we are guaranteed the joy of the Lord. And the night does not go on forever. There is a cutoff point. Somebody say there's a cutoff point. The midnight hour does not continue for 24-7. It has its portion. It has its season. And after that, it might pass. No matter how powerful the midnight hour is, it is the loneliness hour of the night. No matter how powerful it is, it cannot extend to daybreak. So when the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, it is like 
painful experience. It is like something that can never be gotten rid of. But we are encouraged that although weeping may endure, in other words, it is not pleasant. It is hard. It is difficult. It is heartbroken. But in the midst of that, because weeping does not continue, the night does not continue throughout the time, but there is the morning, so long as there, there, there will be a day break, that ends the morning time. Now it is time to put on the joy of the Lord. The Bible says, where do we find this joy? We don't find this joy in the pub. We don't find it in a place of work. So beloved, any work we do in the house of God, it is in his presence. And the Bible says, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy, not half measure. Somebody, may you receive the fullness of joy. Sometimes you just have to come in his presence to just be rubbed off with this joy. I don't know who is going through sorrow and pain at this time, but at that time, just put in some worship song and just get into his presence and see him lift that heavy burden off you. See him lift that heavy, that pain, unbearable pain off you and give you unspeakable joy, full of glory. Life will bring you to a point where you think that you have even lost your joy. But others look at you and they say that you're looking so well. Tell me your secrets. And you begin to think, if you know what I'm going through, if you know the, the fire that I am under, you will not dare tell me that I'm doing good. But beloved, Bible say our light affliction cannot be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us, in you and in me. Today, even as I begin this series, your toil will not be in vain. I want to encourage you and assure you that whatsoever that you have done in the name of the Lord, he is a rewarder. And he knows when to reward you at the right time. Beloved, Mordecai, check him out. He's not part of my message. But this is what I'm just receiving right now in the realm of the spirit. At the very moment that his life was hanging on the gallows of Haman, that is the very time that God remembered him. Malachi chapter number three. If you've got your Bible, Luke, come with me. Malachi, is anybody receiving anything for today? Malachi chapter number three, I'll pick it up, verse number, don't worry, we are not talking about tithes, praise God. Some of you have just dashed your Bible away because you think that we are going to talk about tithes. But beloved, there's so much nugget in the book of Malachi, so much things that are more than the tithes. Malachi chapter number three, reading from verse number 13, your words have been stopped against me, saith the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Now listen, you have said, 
it is vain to serve God. So Bible says that this, God himself is saying that your words has come to me like a dagger. Your words have stuck me at the back. Your words are so painful to take in. And you are thinking, God, what have you said? That is so helpful. What have you said? That has put a dagger at your back. What have you said? That has put a knife across your hand. What have you said? That, that has gotten so deep into you. And now he says, you have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance. What profit? What is the use for coming to church, even on Zoom, spending your data, spending your data on Zoom, paying for it? What is the point when you can't even pay your own phone bill or your broadband bill and you are using those data to serve God and to come to God? What is the point coming for quarry hazards? What is the point when you can go pick another shift and make extra money? What is the point of coming to midweek service when you can go and work and make some money? What is the point in, in devoting your time to the things of God and for the work of God? What is the point? What is the point of obeying the words of the Lord? What is the point in trusting in his word? What is the point in worship? Why do we afflict ourselves in fasting when the rest of the world don't fast, but they have the things that we need or we want? Praise God. Why do I have to pray to break through? Whilst the unbeliever next door have everything they need without prayer. It is vain to serve the Lord. There's no point. And to and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. You see, in Bible times, when the Bible talks of walk mournfully before the Lord, it talks of wearing a sackcloth. And many a time when the people of God wants to get closer, when they, they need something from God, they, they, they will just declare a fast. And when they are fast, they are kind of in mourning because they deny themselves of the delicacies, the things they enjoy much, hallelujah, the, the thing that to, to just get close to God, to just bring their petition and their request to God. So in Bible times, you see that people will put on sackcloth, apart from where people have died and mourning, sometimes when people are fasting also, they put on sackcloth, praise God, as a sign of mourning, afflicting themselves before the presence of the Lord to get what they need. Amen. So I said that, why have we fasted all this while? We could have enjoyed our English full breakfast and all the delicacies from our wife's kitchen and just 
put on the weight? Why do we afflict ourselves so much in seeking God? Hallelujah. Verse number 15. And now, this is just an introduction of your toil will not be in vain. So when we come to build on the, on the series, you can have a hope. Amen. And you can believe in the God in whom you serve. That with him, there is no futility. Amen. There is no futility with our God. There is no uselessness with our God. And now we call the proud happy. So what, what, what is the point of being humble? What is the point of being respectful? Now the proud are called happy. Why? Because things are happening for them. Things are happening for them, so they are happy. Praise God. And these are the proud, not the righteous, not the saints, not the faithful, not the one who is afflating themselves, not the one trying and striving to live a holy and a righteous life. They're proud. Hallelujah. Yea, they that work wickedness. Beloved, this is what the righteous are talking about. So you see, if you have ever said that your toil has been in vain or your sacrifice has been in vain or the pastor has not even acknowledged all of your givings, the pastor has not acknowledged all of your time, your talent, your gifting, your ability. They don't even value your skills. They don't value your, and it, it is vain. It is useless. There is no futility with our God. Amen. Now the wicked are set up and the righteous are set down. The wicked are sitting in high places and the righteous are sitting in the cave. The wicked are set up. Things are happening for them. They don't need anyone to speak on their behalf. They are well set up. Hallelujah. They that tempt God are even delivered. They that tempt God. They are people who have no regard for God. They are the people who have no respect for God. Like this wicked judge. So even though I don't fear God, nor have no regard for this God, because this woman keeps coming, she will wear me tired. So I'll grant her justice. Even the wicked Hallelujah. They that even tempt God are delivered. You don't tempt God. 
but it seems that you, you are in that situation for a long time. Lord, how long, how long? Lord, how long will you deliver us? Lord, how long will you break through for us? Lord, how long will you provide for us? Lord, how long will you keep me healed? Lord, how long do I have to pray before I am answered? How long, Lord, how long? But aren't you glad? Verse number 16. Then they that fear the Lord. Are you among those that fear the Lord? Kabra kapa yakata. Mandekete yamande. Are you among those that fear the Lord? Those that fear the Lord, this is not a fear that will cause you to run away. We are talking of reverential fear. It is the fear that will bring you at the feet of Jesus. It is the fear that will run, that will cause you to run from darkness into the light. It is the fear that says, I cannot stay in darkness any longer. For this light that I've seen is so bright. I cannot be sorrow another, sorrowful another day of my life. For this joy that I hear, for this joy that I have seen, it is so great than my sorrows. So I will just come before his presence. And in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Beloved, the things that you seek, oh my, they are at his right hand. And to be in his presence, you are closer to his right hand to receive that which he had already purposed and, and determined to give unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. If he did not withhold his only son, Jesus Christ, from us, Beloved, what will he not give to you and to me? Bible say, those that fear the Lord. So I love to be around those who fear the Lord. My neighbors. Because those who fear the Lord, when they lift up their voice to the heavenly, their father hears them. Jesus. Come with me to Psalm chapter number 34. One of my favorite Psalms. Psalm chapter number 34. This is just an introduction to your toil will not be in vain. Hallelujah. Psalm 34, bear with me as I get my, today I just want to stay in my proper logos. Amen. The, the, the hard copy, not the digital one. Let's not make the Holy Bible extinct. Praise God by just downloading the app and everything. Praise God. Did I say Psalm 34? Praise God. Yes. Psalm chapter number 34. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse number seven, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear, that fear who? That fear who? That fear him, the Lord. What, that, what happens to those who fear the Lord? In Malachi 16, he said, then those who fear the Lord, and I said, I love to be around those who fear the Lord, because when they lift up their voice, their heavenly father hears them, and delivers them. And in Psalm chapter number 34, verse number seven, it said, the angel of the Lord encampeth. 
In other words, the angel of God are always around those who fear the Lord. Are you among those who fear the Lord? Kabrakata, your toil will never be in vain. Hallelujah. Your toil will never be in vain. And what do they do? They encamp around them and deliver them. So he delivers them from their situations and obstacles. Every impediment their way, you will not have to lift the barrier. You will not have to lift the gate. The angels of God that are around you that you don't even see, they lift up the barrier for you and open the gate for you. And it says, oh, fear the Lord. Let his glory, let his embodiment, let his being cause you to come before his presence. Ye his saints, for there is no want, there is what? There is no want. There is what? There is no want to them that fear him. In other words, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Come on, never. Jesus. Oh, my never. My tell your neighbor, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. The Lord will crown your year with bountiful harvest. The Lord will crown your year with good success. The Lord will crown your year with abundance and overflow. Your sacrifices in 2021 will never be in vain. Your sacrifices in 2020 will never be in vain. Oh, when you thought that you have come to your weight end, that is when Christ will get into your affairs. That is when Christ will get into your family. When you thought that you are finished, there is no more help for me. You can't see any success out of the days and business. That is when Christ will come to you. And this morning I've come to encourage somebody. Your life is not through yet. It is not over until God says it is done with you. And the Bible said the end of a thing is better than the beginning. Beloved, if ayakatayama nebros. If your yesterday is better than today, beloved, you have not started. My neighbors, your tomorrow should be better than your yesterday. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say the end of a thing is better than the beginning thereof. We serve a God who moves us from glory to glory. Grace upon grace. May the grace of God abound upon you. That when you thought that your, your, your hard work, your, your sacrifices has been in vain, say to your friend, when you send a message on WhatsApp to that friend of yours, that I'm not even showing up in church anymore. I'm not giving my tithe anymore. I'm not giving an offering anymore. Because I've seen when I was in trouble, the Lord could not come and deliver me. The Lord did not come to my rescue. I've come to encourage you. Every sacrifice that you have given in the house of the Lord, maybe it was an able sacrifice. It shall never be in vain. In the mighty name of Jesus, 
The Bible said, those that fear the Lord and camp, the angel of the Lord encamp around those who fear the Lord and they deliver them. I've come to encourage somebody. The Lord is your deliverer. The Lord will deliver you. The Lord is your deliverer. That situation you find yourself, that you think that you can never come out of. Hey, beloved, I've been in that position before where I thought of myself, when, Lord, when will I break free from this shackles of the enemy? And today, I don't even remember those days anymore. That is what God can do. Today, I don't remember those days anymore. He said, there is no want to them that fear the Lord. Beloved, that is why I want to be around those who fear the Lord. That is why I love to be around. There is no want. Why? Because the Lord is their shepherd. And they shall not want. You shall not be in need. Hallelujah. I love verse number 11. That is what brought me to this Psalm 34. Amen. I love verse number 11. And we go back to Malachi. Verse number 11 says, Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days? He may see good. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. True principles that will help you to see many good days. Number one, the fear of the Lord. You reverence God. And two, life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Keep your tongue from evil, from speaking God. Woe is me. I will never come out of this situation. It is this same thing that will take me to my grave. I will never break through. I will forever remain poor. I will never be able to provide for my family. I can't, I will never be able to afford holiday. Beloved, this are girls speaking. They say, keep your mouth. Why? Is the psalmist admonishing us? Because Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. And you are as a result of what you say. In other words, you are what you speak. What are you saying about yourself? What are you saying about yourself? Say, come, I will teach you. I will teach you. How to feed the Lord. Because there is no want to them that fear the Lord. Now let's go back to Malachi. Let's go back to Malachi 3. Verse number 16. Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance. Come on, Nebros. 
a book of remembrance. A book of remembrance. That is how I know that your, your sacrifice in the house of God is not in vain. That is how I know the cup of water you gave that little child is not in vain. That is how I know that babysitting for that little girl is not in vain. That is how I know that supporting that single parent eh, to cope with her childcare needs is not in vain. That is how I know that providing those groceries for that elderly woman, running an errand for that elderly man, doing something for somebody who could otherwise not help themselves can never be in vain. He said, the righteous, those who fear the Lord, they spoke to one another. And Bible said, and the Lord heard. The Lord heard. May the Lord hear you when you speak. May the Lord hear you when you speak. And he says, and the Lord heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him. So everything that you did, it is recorded. Just as in the Bible times, in the chronicles of the, or the annals of the kings, which was the daily recording, Bible says concerning King Ahasuerus, when he could not sleep, he asked for his chronicles to be brought to him. This was the daily recordings of the king. And in the midst of the chronicles, the annals of the king, he found that Mordecai had reported Bethna and Teresh that they wanted to assassinate him. There he found us. Whoa, 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 wait. What has been done for this man? If an earthly king in his annals, in his chronicles, could go back to the things that has happened within his reign and so that somebody has saved his life and had the edge or the desire to honor such a person, how much more our heavenly father? How much more our eternal king? He said, the Lord had it and the book of remembrance was written before him that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. And in that day, when I make up my jewels, when I make up my jewels, beloved, you are a jewel of God. Amen. When I make up my jewels, and I'll spare them as a man spared his own son that saved him. Then shall ye return and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him who served God and him that serveth him not. So, beloved, there shall be a difference between those who serve God. It is never in vain. Your sacrifice is not in vain. When you sacrifice, I've seen two people in the church. Those who are active in the house of God and those who sit on the fence. If the church will grow, let it grow. 
and those who are actively evangelizing, actively leading a good example, actively reaching out. Beloved, their lives are never the same. There is always a difference between them. There is always a difference. There is always a difference. So if there is a book of remembrance and the book of remembrance is not kept by your pastor, but by the Lord, it means that every act of kindness and sacrifice will never go unnoticed. Many of you might have done some amazing things for Bread of Life Ministries that I don't even know. But God knows. And it is God who is keeping the score. Now let us get to today's word. Hallelujah. Luke chapter number five. That is just an introduction. Did you receive something for today? Luke chapter number five. Reading from verse number one, and I'll pick it from the Amplified Version. Now it happened that while Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and next week I will tell you a little bit about Lake of Gennesaret, the, the Sea of Galilee. Amen. With the people crowding all around him and listening to the word of God, that he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake. But the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little distance from the shore. And he sat down and began teaching the crowds from that boat. Now, can you imagine the boat has now become a pulpit for Jesus? Amen. Somebody's disappointment has become somebody's new appointment, an aid, a tool to aid him to bring his message across. Beloved, your toil is never in vain. Your disappointment will work for your new appointment in the mighty name of Jesus. When he had finished, I see Peter thinking, this man is wasting my time. Man, I've got to go and face my wife and children at home. How are they going to eat tonight? And now you're wasting my time. Taking my time, talking too much, exciting the crowd. The crowd are happy, but I am sad. Have you ever been in that situation before? Where you have prayed for somebody and God is broken through for them and you yourself, your own prayer, request a soul in a balance. And your friend is happy, jubilating, rejoicing over their breakthrough, and you are sad inside. But God, why? I agree with him. I agree with her. Why is my own situation still standing? So I see Peter, the crowd are receiving the word. They are receiving the teaching. They are being blessed. Revelation is releasing here and there. 
and Peter is there, has no revelation because his mind is not there. His spirit is not there. He's only focusing on his failure. He's focusing on his shame that he's going to face at home. He's focusing on the reproach, the abuse and the insult that he will receive. So nothing the master was saying, even though he referred to him as master, but he did not take in what he was saying. When he had finished speaking, and I believe Jesus' sermon were not short, because the crowd were always eager to hear more. Even when he wants to end, the people are earning for more, and he keeps coming because he's the word. So he's flowing, he's flowing, he's flowing. When he has finished speaking, he said to Simon, Peter, put out into the deep. Now realize that he commanded him to take it off shore and he obeyed. And he sat in and he did a sermon. Somebody's disappointment became a new tool for Jesus, for his success. Beloved, what to make happen for others, it is God that make, it, make happen for you. Peter made happen for Jesus his sermon. Now God will have to make happen for Peter. Are you getting a revelation, somebody? Beloved, it is not always about me, myself, my need, my want, my joy, my peace, my happiness. Sometimes it is better to seek your neighbor's happiness, to seek your neighbor's joy, to seek your neighbor's provision than yourself. And as you make happen for your neighbor, God himself will make happen for you. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, he said now, put into the deep water and lower your net for a catch of fish. And now this is where I want to stop today. Verse number five. Simon replied, Master, we, now Peter is making us to understand that he is not alone. All the time, Jesus is addressing him, Peter. If it was me and you, we'd be upset. But don't you know I'm here? Can you imagine we acknowledge the worship team and say, let's acknowledge Martin, our keyboardist, and Becky is upset. Didn't Pastor know I'm here? Dominic is angry. I will not even serve again. How can Pastor acknowledge Dominic and forget about me? Meanwhile, I'm the person who even led who was on stage. Martin is just hiding behind television screen. I was the one who was on camera. But Peter brought master. I am not the only one. We are many. And we are all facing our wives and children at home with shame and disgrace. We have been failures. I can't believe 
a professional. I'm good at my skill. I know how to be on sea. I know the right time to be at sea. I know when the fish congregate. I know which nets are able to catch the biggest fish. I, I know my work. I know my skill. But this time, it appears that all my effort has been futile. Beloved, there is no futility with the Lord. All my effort has been useless. We have worked hard all night. I see working is not enough. But he qualifies it for Jesus to say that, don't come and deceive me. Don't come and tell me some, to do something that you yourself have not done. I've been here all night. Beloved, I said in the part of this service, the night season has its jurisdiction. It has its time to come to an end. It cannot go beyond daybreak. When the day breaks, daybreak is ruling. That is when joy comes. So his night failure is a daybreak success. Somebody who makes a good place to say amen. We have worked hard all night to the point of exhaustion and caught nothing in our nets, but at your word. I will do as you say and lower the net again. Beloved, he said, I will lower the net again. That by inference tell us that it is not the first time he's lowering the net. He has done it the first time. He's done it the second time. He's done it the third time. He's done it over and over again to the point that they have come to the conclusion today is a failure day for business. So they were mending their net. And he made happen for Jesus. He provided a platform. His failure provided a platform for Jesus' successes. Because Jesus entered into his boat, an empty boat. And the crowd gathered around him and he preached the good news to them. There was a massive crowd. I believe it was equivalent of the catch of Peter and Co. But at thy word, but at that word, I will do it again. In the atmosphere and attitude of worship, with the awareness of those who fear the Lord, have no want. With the knowledge that those who fear him spoke and the Lord heard. With the understanding that there is a book of remembrance that is kept by Elohim. I want you to begin to pray. Peter said, at thy word, whose word are you depending on today? Is it the word of your father? Is it the word of your mother? 
Is it the word of your pastor or the word of your MP? Is it the word of your banker or the word of your mortgage broker? But Peter said, at the word, the word of the Lord, I will do it again. Maybe after this message, after this series, there are things you have hanged up on the shelf that you must go back. At the word of the Lord, realize that the deliverance and the breakthrough is at the word. If the Lord does not speak, don't go and take it back. But at the word, but at the word, and the next thing we read after at the word is breakthrough. Beloved, the word of God is sharper than the two edged sword. When the word is released, it has the potential and the capacity to produce. Obeying at his word creates the miracle. I am remembered of the wedding in Canaan. At the word of Jesus, a ceremony that was ending in shame, failure, and disgrace became one of the successful wedding ever taking place. As a result of that word. Fill this pot with water. And when they had obeyed and done, say fetch it and take it to the master of ceremony and when they have done that the miracle happened if we will obey the word of Elohim if we will act on his word if we will not disregard his word beloved the next day the next week the next month shall be uncommon breakthrough. Because you fear the Lord, I want you to talk to him. And as I obey that word, let the breakthrough happen in the name of Jesus. For the next 30 seconds, say, I have heard your word. I know when your word is obeyed, breakthrough, miracles, signs and wonders happen. Today, let, as I obey that word, let the miracle you have scheduled for my life take place. In the name of Jesus. Now begin to thank God for the better things in your life. Begin to thank God for the breakthroughs in your life. Begin to thank God for the right hand, supernatural hand working abundance and gloriously in your life.
thank him for turning your failure into success thank him for turning your shame to your glory thank him for turning your ashes into beauty Father, we thank you. To you be all their glory, honor, and praise. Father, let this series turn our hard work into sweatless victory. Let this series crown our year with great and good success. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we vow as a ministry and as a people to give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Precious one, did you receive something for today? Hallelujah. If you did, why don't you put your hands together for the Lord and bless the name of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Beloved, your toil is never in vain. Your sacrifices is never in vain. The Lord will crown your month, your week, your day with good success. It's awaiting you in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord bless you and prosper you. May the Lord remember you in his book of remembrance. And may every sacrifice done in the name of Yeshua account for your remembrance. In Jesus' mighty name. Precious one, go out and succeed. For success is your portion. Breakthrough is ahead of you. Don't give up and don't give in. The Lord is already in your house and he will break through for you in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord bless you and keep you. God bless you. Have a great day.